0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 o'clock reset. The
1: top stories of the day presented to you every day here on the Burns and Gambo show at 4 o'clock. We call it the 4 o'clock reset. We're going to start with Major League Baseball and some baseball news to start us off today. Major League Baseball's competition committee has voted to implement rules changes starting next year, and they are... Bring it on! Dramatic. Bring it, it on! A pitch clock. 15 seconds with empty bases, 20 seconds with runners on. A defensive alignment that must include two fielders Thank on each side of the second base bag. I love this. Is, I love that one. And I both, hate the shift. And both of their feet have to be on the dirt, so they can't, can't be go in the, the outfield. outfield right? They can't be there. Rules limiting pickoff moves. They're expanding the size of bases. Yeah, you can't pick off a guy three times. No, you can't. You only get two you, And that's yeah, it. Too. If you, you can do it a third time, but if you don't get him, he gets second it's base. A block. Yeah, it's 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 a dramatic revolution to the game. They say in the minors when they've done the pitch clock thing, the average time of game it gets cut by like twenty minutes, two and a half like, hours. Two, two half hours, and hours, and hours. thirty five, something like that. Yeah, All no, going to into effect. Next year. Listen, I I think as I get older, like I'm I'm I'm, I'm not against the stuff as much. Like, hey, this D, the DH is in the National League now. I never liked it. Right, and I always liked the difference in the two leagues, American League. And the, but now the DH is here. You know what? Good. DH is here. I could live with it. I'm fine. The Ghost Runner thing and extras, you don't have a problem with that either. I, I, I could live with a lot of this I, stuff. Yeah, it's, I'm really... Changes. It's, David Bowie sang it. I'm really excited to see what these changes bring. I mean, I don't know if I... Which I, one do you like the most? To me, it's the shift. I hate the shift. Uh, it's the shift. Oh, it's the I shift. hate the shift. Just, I, I just think that will really spark a lot more action out there. Yeah, you it's know? impossible for a left-handed hitter to get a base hit. <laughs> against the yeah. shift. It's so hard. You got two, you got everybody, you got like, it's like two out, three outfielders out in, in there and then you got three in, it's just too hard. Yeah, the Diamondbacks are back in action tonight. They're taking on the Rockies up a course field, Five forty first first pitch. Uh, Zach Davies gets the start. Of course, Zach Gallen oh, and his Sunday. scoreless inning streak is on Sunday, but tonight it's Zach Davies. Also, there was a roster move. Tommy Henry option backed to AAA Reno. Taylor Widener has been recalled. Now, what's curious to me about this is that all this talk about a six, Six-man rotation is Tommy Henry's demotion a change from that, or do they just look to pick up an extra pitcher against Colorado? I would expect and they'll call Tommy Henry back. I mean, because they all last week it was six-man rotation, six-man rotation. Tommy Henry was part of that. Now he's down in the minors. i, I well, they have somebody else as a six-man rotation. Maybe they might, um, For, but but he's also had some struggles. So Tommy Henry twelve earned runs in yeah, his last two starts. Yeah. It just makes me wonder if they're going to go back to a traditional five-man, or if there's going to be a different 6 man or if they're just going to bring Tommy Henry back because they want wide just for this weekend. It's always good to have extra pitching in Colorado. In the NFL, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson and the organization failed to come to an agreement on a contract. Just tag him him now. Don't even wait. Jackson represents himself, is betting on himself. And I read something today, and I really believe this to be the case. I think Lamar Jackson was asking for a Deshaun Watson all-guaranteed like contract, and the Ravens are like, yeah, no, we're not giving you that. You know, the only thing that would worry me about Lamar Jackson is the crazy, crazy amount of hits that he takes. Like, he takes more hits. Yeah than anybody, than anybody, than any other quarterback. He so is. that's the one thing I would worry about if I was him. Betting on himself big time this year. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, he's going to play in the opener despite ankle soreness. They open up on Sunday night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Giants top pick Kayvon Thibodeau is doubtful to play versus the Titans. He's Oregon has got a kid. knee injury. Yeah. And 49ers tight end George Kittle dealing with a groin injury. I believe he is questionable for the game. College football, we talked about it in the last segment, but I'll bring it up because it's the 4 o'clock reset. ASU taking on Oklahoma State tomorrow afternoon. U of A taking on Mississippi State yeah, tomorrow evening. two good games for the local teams. Two good games tomorrow. Let's hope they both come away with a win. And then news out of the NBA today. According to Sham Sharania of The Athletic, as soon as the 2023 2023- 2024 season so not this upcoming NBA season okay, but, the next one? but the year after that an in-season tournament might be implemented why they would just, to, just i why? i imagine spark interest in the part of the season that typically nobody cares about it would be done in early december and it would count towards the regular season standings, but they would have this tournament, and everybody would play the same number of games they would have played anyway. Where are they going to play the games at? Well, like various home arenas and things like that. They're just going to take that portion so of the stupid. schedule and turn it into an in-season tournament. This just sounds like, so dumb. Again, to spark interest in a part of the season typically what do you what do you what do you win if you win the whole thing? Money, money. I think it's just money. And Yay, we're the in-season December <laughs> champs. Woo! Yeah, yeah, Get I, your hurt hats and shirts now. I think, it's, I think that's all it is. Sometimes. Sometimes these people come up with ideas. You're like, Really? Like, you guys, that's what you get paid for? You sit around all day long to come up with a dumb idea like that? They're still working I to could do that. They're still working to finalize the in-season tournament concept, but it has been it's something that Adam Silver's been talking about for a long, long time, and it sounds like we are just a year removed from making it happen. But our top story of the day today on the Burns and Gambo Show, honestly, it was going to be Marcus Golden and his contract extension. And we will talk about that because that's kind of a big deal. In fact, that's really a big deal. But we got to start with the injuries for the Arizona Cardinals because it is excessive going into week one for a team that was working so hard to avoid exactly that. Here is your injury report for week one for the Cardinals. These players hold are on, Hold on, hold okay. on. i got to sit down for this. This is going to take a while. It is. Put your All feet right. up. Relax. Take a load off because Rondell Moore is not playing in the game. He's out. Cody Ford, the offensive lineman they got they to pre- got protect themselves for injuries. He's out. Yeah, he's the insurance policy in case Justin Pugh couldn't go, right? Yeah, Trayvon Mullen Jr., the insurance policy they, they got a quarterback. Got yeah, he's out. But he's with supposed to be like the number two quarterback. Toe injury, right? These guys are questionable. Zach Ertz is questionable for the game with a calf injury. Justin Pugh, the guy that Cody Ford was picked up to protect for injury against. He's questionable with a neck injury. J.J. Watt is questionable with a calf injury. And then the new name to the injury report, Byron Murphy Jr. is questionable for the game with illness. So you're two of your top three corners ...are either out or questionable for the game. If you want to throw in Antonio Hamilton, that's three of your top four who are now out or questionable for the game. Welcome, Welcome to the NFL, Christian Matthew. Yeah. Seventh round pick. Here you go. He, he, he could be your number three two corner if Byron Murphy oh, can't Murphy go. Murphy can't go? If Murphy can't go, Marco Wilson would be your one. Oh, Christian Matthew goodness. would be your two against Patrick Mahomes. Uh-oh. Against Patrick Holmes, okay? So, there's that. We haven't even gotten to the Rondell Moore thing. Christian who, Matthew. Who earlier today, Cliff had kind of hinted might be 50-50 for this game, but everything we had heard with that hamstring injury yesterday. With was Rondell Moore? With Rondell Moore. Yeah, I don't know why anybody hinted 50-50. This kid's had, you know, p- pretty good hamstring injuries in the past at Purdue. Missed eight games one year, missed three games the next. They were grade one hamstring injuries. They take time. They're two to four weeks. He was getting an MRI. I don't know if we got a result of that, but the, you know, if the MRI shows a grade one strain, it's a two to four week thing. He'll be out for. He's going to miss more than one game. Yeah, the injuries are piling up, and at the wide receiver position, Cliff says the other wide receivers are just going to have to step yeah, up. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he didn't play a ton last year um, with some of the injuries, so um, we, we like our receiving core and we like the weapons we have, and a lot of guys played really well in preseason. So um, if he can't go, they'll get get a great opportunity. Yeah, great. You don't get the you don't get to forfeit the game. You got to play. Yeah. yeah of he Want to, but you know you don't get to. You got to go. You got to go play. Greg Dortch, come on down. Andy Isabella, come sure. on down. Go get him. Uh, I am not as worried about the wide receiver core as I think you are. I. I st- you know, I I think they're going to be fine. You got Hollywood Brown, you got AJ Green. I agree with something you said earlier. A lot may depend on Zach Ertz because Zach Ertz is that security blanket that he can go that Kyle Murray can go to seven times in the football game, yeah. eight times in a football game if he needs to. If he plays, I'm not as worried about it. Zach Ertz is questionable for this game too. That's got me very he, nervous. Practice. He okay. He didn't go. No, he, he did practice. Yeah, I think Tuesday, Thursday. He practiced Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday. He didn't practice Thursday. Okay, no he was limited about. today. No, you okay, were you were, I, you were on the money. I was on the money. He, he, he practiced a little Wednesday. He didn't practice Thursday. He did limited today. So I I think I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna go or not. As far as Marcus Golden we had Steve Kime on the show earlier today. I think we're prepared. I think we had a good um, off season. I think the, the preseason football was, um, you know, the guys executed well. Um, Cliff, I thought, did a fantastic job. And really, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we got some of these guys that are core players re-signed, you know, Jalen Thompson, Hump, you know, Kyler Murray, uh, guys like that, Marcus Golden, we just got done the other day that uh, we extended. So, you know, to be able to uh, tie up some of those guys you feel were your core players and certainly deserved extensions
0: uh, that, that to me is exciting it
1: was a funny day on social media with Marcus Golden because he confirmed with the media today that he had a toe injury he dropped a 50 pound kettlebell on his toe and he, yeah, he said, I could see how that could hurt busted up so yeah I could see yeah. how that'd be a little painful but all the while we've been wondering about his contract on the same day he said yeah no I had a toe injury We also found out he got a contract extension. We haven't seen the details, but he got a contract, which is something he talked about wanting. We saw six and a half million, didn't we? Yeah, I I don't. I just don't know how the money's like divvied up this year, next year. But according to Field Yates, uh, a one-year extension worth uh, up to six and a half million dollars through 2023. So I'm sure it's all front-loaded. I'm sure he's getting at most of it this year. Yeah, but he was hurt. But he also wanted to get paid, and he got paid. So the situation with Golden is done, and hopefully he can play on Sunday too. Because goodness knows they're going to need him. Yeah, I thought that he was the most important piece for them. Not that you know, getting you, know, you get to Patrick Mahomes a whole lot, but I thought having Marcus Golden there to help that pass rush would be the big key. That was our injury report, and it is brought to you by the Arizona Department of Health Services. Get boosted. COVID nineteen booster doses are recommended for ages five and older. Find a location near you at azhealth.gov. Find vaccines when we come back Bills Rams a lot of Opinions on both sides both in Terms of the predicted champs And the defending champs that's coming Up next
0: on the Burns and Gambo show Football Friday with Burns And Gambo presented by 72 Sold get your price 98 7 FM Arizona's sports Station Collapsing gets out of pressure runs to his right throws it downfield looking for digs Stops, and he makes the catch, and he's in the end zone! Touchdown, Buffalo! Stefan Diggs adjusted as the ball was hung up high by Josh Allen. He was under heavy pressure. Diggs virtually stopped at the two-yard line, made the catch, and fell into the end zone.
1: I, I think most people would agree with this. I, I don't know this for sure, but when watching that game last night, the, the opener in the NFL between the Rams and the Bills, yeah, it wasn't so much how bad the Rams looked, it was more how good the Bills looked. Oh, totally agree. You know, like, like I, I get well, it. People the- are surprised that the Rams didn't play well. Um, but I think that the Bills just, a lot of people like the Bills to win it all this year. So we shouldn't be surprised at how well the Bills played, even even though it was against the Rams. Yeah, I, I, You know what? And yet, even though I know they're the favorite to win it all, and that's probably the team I would pick, I was even still a little surprised at how well they played. I mean, they turned the ball over four times. They, they played a game that. And it didn't matter. I mean, it didn't It didn't no. matter at all. Cooper Cup had a big game. It didn't matter. Um, they made But that was it. Like, outside of Cooper Cup having a big game, what did they do? No, they didn't do anything. They sacked Matthew Stafford seven times. They didn't blitz once. Yep. Jordan Phillips, who in two years did nothing here, he did more in that game last night for the Bills than he did in two years here in it's Arizona. Not much of an exaggeration. No, it's true. Like, what did he do? Two years here? What do you have? I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. I don't even know. I'm going to guess he had four sacks in two years here. Can I make me I'm going to guess. Total guess. I don't even know. I'm not nothing in front of me. I didn't look it up. I have no idea. I don't remember him doing a damn thing for two years in Arizona. I'm going to say four sacks in two years. He had a bigger impact last night for the Buffalo, returning to Buffalo than he did in the, in the two years he was here with Arizona. You were close. He had five sacks had five sacks in 18 games with the Arizona Cardinals. I would have took the under on five. <laughs> like, dude, he sucked. He was terrible. Was terrible. He, he goes looked, back to Buffalo. He goes, great. Oh, he's back in Buffalo. He looks great. Okay, okay, he likes playing in Buffalo. Yeah. Just stay in Buffalo. Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. It, I just thought the Bills, uh, four turnovers, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I, I, it they didn't still ma- went up and down feeling Sh- kind I, of them. And I was struck by something that our friend Kurt Warner said on Twitter. He called the game last night. He tweeted out, so fun calling first game of the season and now watching my first tape. Football is back, and I love it. Obviously, Josh Allen was great last night, but what's amazing and scary is that he doesn't have to play perfect mentally at this stage because he makes up for it physically with his arm and his legs. And I, I mean, it's Kirk basically saying it's like even another higher level that Josh Allen can achieve with how he plays. But because he's got such immense physical skills with his arm in his legs. Did you see that stiff arm he laid on that, dude? Oh, that was great. He's like, get off me, dude. That was great. Yeah, yeah. You're going to start tackling me. I'm 6'6". Six, six. Get off. Yeah, yeah go I away. Was, I was more impressed with how much they picked on Jalen Ramsey. Perfect passer rating against when they were throwing on Jalen Ramsey. He gave up a He's perfect cornerback. He's one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. NA, you know what? 158.3 when thrown against him. You can't cover Diggs. <laughs> Can't cover any of our guys. We're going to go at you and go. Like, they didn't shy away from going after Jalen Ramsey. No. Our buddy Mike Jurecki pointed out on Twitter, when throwing at Jalen Ramsey last night, he was targeted seven times. He gave up six receptions for 124 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, there was just like, wow. Yeah, big deal. Jalen Ramsey. Okay, fine. So what? Von but, Miller looked good in the Bills uniform. Von Miller looked good. He Defe- looked good. But you know what? It and wasn't. He, it wasn't. It. W- he only played like Fifty four percent of the snaps, he had two sacks or first half. They had this incredible rotation of defensive guys to so the point where did you see Bruce Smith's text to one of the writers. I think I emailed it to you. Bruce Smith texted one of the writers who covers the Bills. and He's like, I told you best defensive line in the history of the Buffalo Bills right here. This is it because he just kept rotating guys in and out. And they got uh, he more. was on a pretty good defensive line. They got more sacks. The Bills did from their bench last night than they did from their starters. Wow. That's how good they were. That's it, the depth. Yep. It's crazy when you've got defensive line depth like that. You keep guys fresh. You rotate them in and out. Everybody's going to be happy. You know, if, if you if you're a good player and you rotate out for another good player and you get a little bit of a breather and. Yeah. And that guy still does the job. Then you can live with it. You're happy. Yeah. Backups record. Here was the stat I was looking for. Backups recorded four sacks and nine quarterback hits. That was more than the starters. Jordan Phillips, as you, as you mentioned last night, he had a sack and a half. He was credited with three quarterback hits, game high, four hurries. pass rush success rate. He was only playing about half the time. Von Miller played 52% of the snaps. He was only on the field for 35 snaps. They just kept rotating guys in and they were still without one of their best players. Here's the, here's the text. Collectively, Bruce Smith declared in a text, this is the best defensive line we've ever had. Wow. Close quote. He led a defense with him and Cornelius Bennett that was amazing for a number of years. Buffalo News, they're, they're, one of their main stories was, upon further review, back home with the Bills, Jordan Phillips shines in a season opener. <laughs> that guy left a Cardinals like, man, that guy stole like 30 million bucks. He did. Like, he stole like 30 million bucks. He didn't do anything. Goes home to Buffalo, he has a great game. Like, okay, it's just, you should, like, he's happy there, okay? He, it's it's almost like Marcus Golden here. Like, Marcus Golden's, ha- Jordan Phillips is just happy in Buffalo. I never Something thought about, about it that way, but that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, hey, Marcus it's just, Golden is just—he's happy here. Some guys like, like, like when the Cardinals got Jordan Phillips, he was coming off a nine and a half sack year. Now with Miami he wasn't that good, but the one year in Buffalo he he just something about the something about being on the Buffalo Bills and you know and uh, you know that, that home that home game last night in Los Angeles for them really helped as well. You got to caution against overreacting with Week One, and I know we're doing uh, that a I little know. bit with it's, the Bills. And I'm not it's, saying it's you, hard. I'm just it's, saying in it's general, hard. it's just it's hard because they look so good. Okay, they, I'm giving you $500 right now to lay a bet on somebody to win a Super Bowl. Who are you picking? Oh, of course, I'm going to pick the Bills. But I was going to pick them before last night. I just I would feel better about that bet now. Uh, the Rams, I still. Think the Rams are going to be good? I just think they got some stuff to figure out. They got to figure out that I, offensive line. Because what's Staff, good? What's good? What's well? I mean, what's, the, the, what's good for the Rams? The, the, the defending Super Bowl champs. Matthew Stafford's still a good quarterback. They coming off of a s- elbow problem. They still have you know one of the best corners in the NFL who didn't have a good game last night. Again, this, I'm cautioning against overreacting from I, one week. I, I get it. That's a that's a, a, a Still a talented football team that got humiliated last night. The thing I can't get over, and I know you can't either, you had to go to a silent count for your home opener. I get it. It's the Bills, and they travel well. But you had to go to a silent count at home when you're the defending Super Bowl champs. You had that many of their fans in your building? I don't get it. The total population in Buffalo is 255,000. Half of them were at the game last night? <laughs> I don't Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. They had to go to a silent count last year against the 49ers, remember? remember? Kansas State played in a Fiesta Bowl here against Syracuse? Uh, like, man, an entire town of Manhattan, Kansas I is do. here. They're I, all here. I do remember that. Every single person. I do remember that. It's just the Rams have, look, the offensive line... They're going to miss Andrew Whitworth, Uh, the wide receiving core. Totally, Uh, Allen Robinson getting two targets the whole game. I know. Ooh, miss Odell Beckham Jr. Yep, who was there? Might who was there and has a locker still. Read a report that his re-signing might be coming sometime soon. So humbling night for the Rams. And if you're the Cardinals, you're looking for any kind of cracks in the armor you can find when it comes to the LA Rams because that's still they're still the target. Right, you you want to be better than them. That's still what you're aiming for. If I'm you're the, the Carlos on Michael OBJ and say, hey, look, whatever they're giving you, we'll give you a million more. <laughs> can you play cornerback? We can you, can well, you no, wide receiver? Can you be a two way player and be wide receiver and cornerback? Because we need a little help at both, if possible. When we come back, let Russ Cook in Arizona as a Cardinal. Was that an option?
0: That's coming up next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Football Friday with Burns and Gamble. Let's go! Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station.
1: Card Chiefs coming up Sunday afternoon. You'll hear it here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The season opener is here. Enthusiasm a little bit dampened because of that injury report. There's a little. A awful lot of names on it for the Cardinals. i rather you well, just well. tell me who's healthy rather than who's not healthy. A awful lot of crucial less time. names are on it. is Season, I mean, having those guys play every single preseason game and starters going into the fourth quarter of those games. Oh wait, no, that didn't. Uh, Yeah, no, that that happened with Kansas City, and they're all fine. Kansas City didn't have one single guy on their injury report, not one. No one's questionable. Nobody's out. They're all available. Where the Cardinals, it's a mess. Uh, And so, with that in mind, we've got our poll question today, and I'm sure it had a little something to do with the way people responded to this one.
0: And Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. Eric's here with today's Twitter poll update. We looked and looked and looked and
1: we couldn't find the find poll it. question from the other shows. We, we oh. I, I, I heard Jared Carlin mention it. Maybe, maybe it wasn't they were a poll just question talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it wasn't a poll question. Oh, yeah. it's on the website. Oh, it's on the website. It's like oh, it's, website oh, it's the, oh, it's the main. Pull. It's the main website poll. Okay, we thought oh. it was. Yeah, we're special. We do a Twitter poll. Everybody else just does the website poll. Oh. Okay, well, let's compare. Let's get Eric. Let's compare it, the right site poll to the Twitter poll. Okay, so I'm going to help Eric out here. Um, the Arizona Sports poll. Okay, I'm going to write this down on the on Arizonasports.com. Okay, yeah. What is your prediction for Cardinals Chiefs on Sunday? Okay, Cardinals win by one score, Cardinals win by multiple scores. Chiefs win by one score. Chiefs win by multiple scores. Eric, what's our poll question? Right.
0: It's basically the same thing. The way we worded on this show is two scores plus is winning by a lot. Under that is winning by a little. So four options. Cards by a lot. Cards by a little. Chiefs by a lot. Chiefs by okay, a little.
1: Give me the percentage of our audience who said the Chiefs will win by a lot. All right.
0: 43%. So that went up about 10% from when Can we I, originally checked okay. in. Say Chiefs by a lot. Let
1: I, me stop you there. Yes. All On the website, Chiefs win by multiple scores, 70%. 70%. We have more Cardinal fans on our show. Give me the Cardinals win by one score.
0: Cardinals win by a little is sitting in second place at 26%. This
1: is also in second place, but it's only 17%. Give me the Chiefs win by a little.
0: This one almost taking second place, just 0.6% behind it. 25.4% say Chiefs by a little.
1: 9% say Chiefs win by a little. Cardinals win by a lot. Yeah, 5.6%. 4%. So the biggest discrepancy is the Chiefs... 43% Forty three percent compared to seventy percent. Seventy percent. Yeah, Chiefs winning big. So the the old over- the little
0: are going to the lot. Yeah, basically. Ap-
1: apparently the 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 more optimism is on our show as opposed to just the general website. Yeah. I don't know that's that's <laughs> right. we <For> the happy <laughs> We've guys. got emergency. the more optimistic is- <laughs> show. That's right. This is where the happy people go. <laughs> well, you know what a lie I here's so I might think of this, right? Shiny okay. happy people. You're here driving up. around in the morning, you got a full day of work ahead of you. <laughs> You're miserable. <laughs> You're driving home like weekend, baby <laughs>
0: Maybe the Cardinals only lose by yeah, one score. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's baby. go. You know, I mean, you I'm listen to us the right now. sushi It's it was a Friday pizza. night. Right? I know.
1: It's pizza time. It's sushi night. It's time to yeah. get a cocktail or five. It's a Friday night. we like action. I got, a, I got a meeting with my boss at 10. <laughs> we like action. We want the action. <laughs> I deal with all of this stuff at 12. I got seven phone calls I got to make. It's, like, what, you know. it's what happens in the afternoons. All the action is in the afternoon. You know, the, that's right. the, the juice is the action. You, you want whip? It. I'll give you a whip. I get all the action. <laughs> Eric, thank you for the uh, poll Whip it good. We appreciate 70%. The Arizona sports poll on ArizonaSports.com, Chiefs win by multiple scores. You know what? I That's what I voted for. Exactly. We have more optimistic people. Uh, the day's over. They're going wow. home. They're going to have a nice dinner. This, this host is pessimistic. I'll tell you that right now. I'm a pessimist about this game on Sunday. I, no, I have Chiefs I have Chiefs by two scores. Chiefs still, by two scores. Huh? I just I, the, the, I just <laughs> don't too, too many injuries. Too, many, too injuries. many injuries. Too many injuries at too many positions. You can't afford to have injuries out when you're taking on the Chiefs. You just you can't be missing corners, you can't be missing wide receivers. You just can't. You can't be missing those guys. You can't have Zach Ertz questionable for the game. You just can't be missing those guys going into that game. All right, those are the poll questions. You can vote on ours on the Burns & Gamble Twitter page. You can vote on the big one at ArizonaSports.com. We appreciate you voting on any of them. This Russell Wilson story... Is, is really interesting. Cause I, I don't, you and I don't think that it actually happened this way, but just the mere fact, the mere suggestion that it could have happened this way is interesting. This is Russell Wilson yesterday. And of course, he's on the Broncos now and he's talking about playing the Seahawks Monday night. It's going up against his old team and the, the organization he had all that success for. He said, look. I know for a fact Seattle tried to trade me a couple of times. Definitely, they tried to
0: you know a couple of times and try to see what was out there. It's part of the business and it's part of
1: uh, being a professional and everything else. And uh, upset is probably the wrong word. Uh, I, I don't think uh, I don't think that you know I believe in my town, who I am. You know, I believe I'm one of the best in the world. I don't worry about anything else other than that. He said a couple times. Now it's being reported yeah. that one of the times was after the 2017 season and before the 2018 draft. Okay. And according to the reports, the Seahawks and the Browns were talking about trading Russell Wilson to Cleveland for the number one pick. Seattle would have used the number one pick on Josh Allen. That was a Seattle team that was coming off of a nine win season in which they did not make the playoffs. Nine wins. Did it make the playoffs? May have thought at that time. Okay, it's uh, let's let's make a change. You mentioned how they like playing up rookie quarterbacks. Cost a lot less money. You can build you build your team around them. But that was a non-playoff Seattle team when it, when that came out. That suggestion was reported by Pro Football Talk, and it was also reported by ESPN. The second time it could have happened, and this was just this was this was exactly how they wrote it on ProFootballTalk.com. And this is from Mike Florio himself. Um, Quote, I've heard the same thing happened a year later with the Seahawks floating the possibility of sending Wilson to the Cardinals for the first pick in 2019 the Seahawks likely would have selected quarterback Kyler Murray. ESPN says that didn't happen. ESPN says, quote, a Seahawks source has said that the 2018 call to the Browns was the only time the Seahawks actively tried to trade Russell Wilson other than when they traded him to Denver in March. I buy that. You know why I buy that? For two reasons. One, that Seattle team was coming off of a 10-win season in which they did make the playoffs. They lost to Dallas, but they did make the playoffs. But I also don't believe that Seattle would have traded Russell Wilson at 30 years old inside the division. I don't believe they would have done it. I don't think they would have traded. And that was a less certainty of a quarterback class than the Josh Allen class. The Josh Allen class was considered a much better class than the Kyler Murray class. So there were several oh, yeah. guys that were under consideration for that top pick. The Kyler Murray class, it was, it was a much different class. So I don't buy the Cardinals won. I don't buy that at all. I don't think that they would have traded a 30-year-old Russell Wilson inside this division and had to play him 20 times over the next 10 years. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and I suspect I, I just find it difficult to believe that they would put themselves at risk of having to be for lack of a better word, tortured by Russell Wilson for the next several years inside the division, You know, knowing that that could be the guy. But what, but what I think is just as interesting is it does kind of paint this picture of Seattle as an organization that Sort of recognizes, hey, look, rookie quarterbacks on rookie contracts, that's the way to go. That's like, like we've, and we've talked about this several times over the last few years where I could see some organizations almost perpetually wanting to have a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract because it's such a benefit. You're basically paying a guy over four years the same amount of money that you have to pay a guy every year to be a quarterback in your system. Do yeah, you know how hard it is to get a good rookie? Oh, of course. Oh, I know. I know. But it's, I, Although I just, it does seem like there's a much better success rate lately. I think I might butcher this. I think the stat I read a couple of weeks ago was that out of the last 11 Super Bowls, there were at least nine quarterbacks playing on a rookie contract. So... In in nine of the last 11 Super Bowls, it featured at least one quarterback on a rookie-level contract, which kind of indicates you got one of those guys, and you can pay so much. That's a lot. That's, that's That's almost like a 50 50- percent almost 50% and Tom Brady played in most of those Super Bowls. it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean there's there's like a method to that madness to a certain extent. The Diamondbacks, they had been playing great and they lost a couple to the San Diego Padres, their first series loss in a while. Tonight they look back to get they look to get back on track against the Rockies. We'll preview their game, D-backs on deck is next on the Burns and
0: Gambo show. The home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball is 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. We're checking in on the D-backs as they warm up for the game's first pitch z backs on deck. Brought to you by 72 Sold. Get thousands more on your home with no inconvenience. Visit 72Sold.com and by Sonic. This is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the Sonic Chop House Cheeseburger for a limited time only at Sonic.
1: For the first time in two and a half weeks and for only the second time in a month, the Arizona Diamondbacks are coming off a series loss as they start a brand new series. Diamondbacks, in Colorado tonight, taking on the Rockies. It's a five forty first pitch. You'll hear it on ESPN 620. The only two series the Diamondbacks have lost since August 1st was the three game series they just wrapped up against the San Diego Padres one of which they lost on the walk off because of Ian Kennedy the only other one that they lost since then was getting swept by the St. Louis Cardinals before that you have to go all the way back to August 1st through the 3rd when they dropped 2 of 3 to the Cleveland Guardians they've been playing good baseball lately just two series losses over the last month month and a half and they look to start fresh tonight against the Colorado Rockets yeah and I think everybody is really focused on Sunday Zach Allen one in away from uh, beating Brandon Webb's, breaking Brandon Webb's club record of scoreless innings. Zach Gallon has had six consecutive starts, not allowing a run. Can he do it again in hitter-friendly Coors Field? But it is a bad Rockies team, so uh, we'll see. But I know all eyes are on that game on Sunday to see if Gallon can, can break the club record. One inning is all it's going to take. If he can have one scoreless inning, then he'll own the Diamondbacks record. Yeah. And I believe the eighth longest such streak in the history of Major League Baseball. So before we get until Sunday, there are two games until then, and your pitching matchup for tonight's game is brought to you by Native Interiors. Your floors, your way. Text the word floors to 620-620 for more information. Herman Marquez gets the start for the Rockies. The righty is eight and ten with a four point eight six ERA. He is opposed by Zach Davies. The righty for the Diamondbacks is two and four with a three point seven four ERA. His numbers have been good as of late. Yeah, there's no question when you look at him, he's not. he doesn't go very deep into the game, Zach Davies, but he's been solid for Arizona this year, giving them pretty good innings. He's been a, a decent starter in the rotation for them. He's recorded six-plus innings just once, but hasn't allowed more than three runs since June. So it'll be a good matchup. Marquez is coming off a real good start in Cincinnati. He'll try to replicate that. So that is a, a decent pitching matchup in this game. The big thing for the Diamond. Diamondbacks, and we, we didn't get a chance to take this out for a test drive the other night. The news that you had reported going into Wednesday's game against the Padres was that there would be a change at closer. That it wouldn't be Ian Kennedy. That it wouldn't be Mark Melanson. It would be somebody else in that role. I would imagine at some point over this weekend we'll be given the opportunity to see who it is. I would expect at some point during the three games the Diamondbacks would be in a safe situation. And I'll be curious to see who comes walking out that door in that night. Yeah, yeah, I see still believe that it'll either be Reyes Moranta or Caleb Smith I think that they're ready to move on from Ian Kennedy and Mark Melanson you saw Melanson come in, in what was it the seventh inning the other day yep. so uh, they definitely weren't going to use him and they weren't saving him for a save situation I think that they're a little fed up with those two guys and they're ready to make a change so it'll be interesting to see tonight my guess is it's either Reyes Moranta or Caleb Smith yeah Reyes uh, 3.86 ERA in six appearances uh, um, and Caleb Smith he he's yeah, kind of hold my breath with Caleb Smith to be honest with you 4.33 ERA in 54 innings this year and the only reason i say that is he broke his hand cuz he punched a wall yeah. and he he hasn't honestly Caleb Smith hasn't had a lot of great moments in a Diamondbacks uniform since they acquired him a year year and a half ago and so i i for me there's a very short leash when it comes to Caleb Smith if it's him that that's that's to me a very very temporary thing it's got to be there's some similarities with these teams from a couple of years ago. Maybe not now because the Diamondback, Diamondbacks are definitely trending up. Colorado is also starting to play a lot of young guys, rookies as well. So they've got a lot of young players playing. But at one time, the Arizona Diamondbacks, have, Diamondbacks had Paul Goldschmidt Colorado had Nelson Ar- Arenado. And Arenado is now, Nolan Arenado is now in St. Louis and Paul Goldschmidt is in St. Louis and they may lead that team to a World Series. And Arenado left the Cardinals, and Goldschmidt left the Diamondbacks, and Goldschmidt could be the MVP, and Arenado's a guy who's won a couple of Player of the Month awards in a row, and they, they've both been given the you know great defense, but those were two star players that each organization had that both left and went to St. Louis. The other thing about the Diamondbacks that I think we should talk about for a couple of minutes, there was a roster move made by the team during the off day, and that was to demote left-handed pitcher Tommy Henry down to the minors and re call right-handed reliever Taylor Widener. Now, the reason to me that's interesting is because for the last week, we've been talking about this six-man rotation for the Diamondbacks. You would think on the surface that by sending Henry down, they've gone back to a traditional five-man rotation unless they're just looking to pick up an extra arm against Colorado and they'll call back... Tommy Henry or somebody, or somebody else, else next week, yeah. and go back to the six-man rotation because it I, would have to be somebody that's on the forty-man roster. I believe that the Diamondbacks do not like you take a guy like, like Brandon Fat. They don't want he's not on the forty-man. They don't want to take somebody off and potentially lose a good player because they took somebody off the forty-man roster. So they're not willing to do that. So that's why uh, you know Fat is not going to be a guy. Uh, that's going to come up if I'm pronouncing his name the right way. You are. So no, you are. I always pronounce his name incorrectly. But Brandon Fad, who's been really good, hasn't had a lot of experience, but he's he's you know, been good. He's not going to make an appearance for the Arizona Diamondbacks this year because, again, not on the 40-man roster. So I think it would have to be somebody on the 40 that would get that opportunity because they're very reluctant right now to pull anybody off of the 40-man roster. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at their 40-man roster right now to see who else that might be. And, and I'll be honest with you, other than Corbin Martin, nobody's really jumping. Nobody really kind of popping off the page. And again, I don't know. Look, I totally get wanting to have another pitcher going into Colorado. You need all the arms you can get yeah, when you're pitching in the thin air. I, it's, I would think they would stick with the six-man rotation, and maybe they just call Henry back after they're done in Colorado when they need that extra arm. I don't know, but I just know there was a I lot of talk them, about that. I expected them to stick with the six-man rotation because they want to give these guys some extra rest. Gallen and and uh, Kelly, they want to give those pitchers a little bit of extra rest. Yeah, In the meantime, it is time for On the Farm, and it's brought to you by Redbird Farms. You can't put a price on great taste as we look through the minor league system for the Diamondbacks. Amarillo taking on Arkansas tonight. The Sod Poodles in action. More news about them in a second. Reno is in Salt Lake. Visalia is hosting Inland Empire. And then already a final, the Hillsborough Hops beat Everett by a score of 4-2. to The note that I had from the Diamondbacks in the minor league system, Jordan Lawler, another home run yesterday for the Amarillo Sod Poodles. That's three in his last four, four out of his last seven games. It's his 16th homer of the year, his fourth since being promoted to double A. He's coming He's coming. Yeah, he's the guy. So, um, he's the future. It'll be interesting to see how they play it next year, whether they go with Prodermo or they try to keep Nick Ahmed or they trade Ahmed. But the future is definitely going to be Lola. All right. Time for your look at the MLB standings. And they're driven by trucks only. The Valley's number one independent dealer and home of the lifetime engine warranty. Looking at the wild card standings, the Atlanta Braves running away with it. Of course, they're in a battle with the Mets for supremacy in the National League East. The Braves lead the wild card standing. San Diego's a half game back. Philly is a half game back of them. Right now, the Brewers are two and a half games back of the last wild card spot. So it's the Braves, the Padres, and the Phillies currently are the wild card teams with the Brewers two and a half back of the last spot. The Diamondbacks are nine and a half back of the last spot. And if they just had a decent bullpen, they'd probably be in the lead right now. Maybe second in has a wild card. Something to do with the key to the game, or maybe it doesn't.
0: Listen, man, I need you to be the key master. I am the key master. He backs keys to the game. Presented by Mist America. Home of the patented Mist 360 outdoor cooling system. Visit MistAmerica.com today for a cooler tomorrow. He has not had a good year. He's had a
1: a really down year. But Cattell Marte's career average against Marquez, is 340 at-bats. He's batting second in the lineup tonight, and this might be the day where Cattell Marte gets going. So I'm going to say the key to the game is Cattell Marte's bat. He's got a lifetime 300 average against Marquez. Yeah, he it has been a struggle the last month, month and a half it for Cattell Marte. His numbers have really, really declined. When we come back on the Burns and Gamble Show, and again, that game coming up, five forty first first pitch, you'll hear it on ES pn620 we'll keep you fully updated here on the burns and gambo show the chiefs tough task ahead of them trying to game plan for kyla murray how are they going to do it what are going to be the keys to their attack against the cardinals quarterback we'll get into that next on the burns and gambo show
0: You've been listening to D-Backs on Deck. Brought to you by 72Sold. Get thousands more on your home with no inconvenience. Visit 72 soulcom And by Sonic, this is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the Sonic Chop House Cheeseburger for a limited time, only at Sonic.